Happy New Year and welcome to a brand new year of Ode to Games. I'm Logan Plant, joined today by who other than Kevin Valine. Hello, Kevin. It's going to be another good year for the show. It I'm is. For it. It's going to be a great year full of rumors and full of yes, terms of actual news as yeah. well, especially this week. We're also joined by Zach Ross. Hello, Zach. Hello, how's it going? It's going really well. It's a new year. It's new me. It's a new chair. I got a new office chair that you can't really see at all. But it's way more comfortable than what I used to podcast in. By the end of the podcast every week, I was like, I was itching for it to end because my back just <laughs> was in a lot of pain. But no longer, which means that now we can go even longer because we'll just oh, never, we'll just never the, stop talking. You guys, three-hour podcast episode. Some gamer chairs. You guys need gamer chairs. Nah, they're too big. I don't got room for that. Very large. Look at that. Yeah, you like that chair? do is that new or have you always had that i've had it the entire time oh we're not looking just, at the chair have, zach we're looking got at broad you broad <laughs> shoulders and a wide neck you can't really see it yeah. <laughs> what what are you sitting in kevin just a normal chair it swivels though does it have a back oh yeah yeah it's got a back okay good but it is just a very basic <laughs> chair nice uh mine i got it at target and it's called an executive chair so it's very fancy. Did you pay executive prices? No, it was or... very cheap. <laughs> it was a very cheap chair. Okay, enough chair talk, though. We've got a lot to get to here on this first 2022 edition of the show, including our game goals for the year. We'll also look back on the successes and failures <laughs> of last year's game goals. We got a real rumor, which as Kevin said before the show, we call it news about Sonic yeah, Frontiers. Uh, but first, the biggest news easily of the week so far of the year, Sony announced its next-gen VR headset is officially called PSVR 2. So I, I think that's what we would have expected it to be called, but it's nice to have it confirmed. They also showed off some of its specs. It has a four cameras built into the headset, It so you don't need to plug in the PlayStation camera like you had to with the first one, which was annoying. It has higher resolution, can support up to 120 frames a second, so it's a huge graphical upgrade. No release date or anything, but they did tease a big game coming to PSVR 2, and that is Horizon Call of the Mountain, and it's in development with a couple of studios uh, within Sony. Uh, Fire Spray, I believe, is that what it's called? My, Fire, my page? Sprite? Fire Sprite? Fire Sprite. Yeah, sorry, my page is slow to load here. Um, <laughs> is is the premier developer along with Guerrilla Games. They're co-developing it. And Fire Sprite was just acquired by PlayStation last year. And Guerrilla, of course, is the main developer of the Horizon mainline series. So nice to get some news. Also got some news that the controllers are called Senses. So it's like the Dual Sense and... The senses, that's not its not confusing at all. Uh, but they, they look neat too. So yeah, just a, a big PSVR 2 news drop. And a lot of people think this could come out this holiday. I think we'll have to see based on supply restraints when we get to that point. But Kev, what's your take on this big story? It was only a matter of time before we would get news on, uh, on PSVR, the next gen. You still waiting on your cord? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe you'll get it when the, the when the next one, one comes yeah. out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool that they have a big name franchise headlining it. I think yeah. that's going to bring a much wider appeal to it. I think the issue is, is that not a lot of people are able to get PS5s right now. And we don't know what the situation is going to be if this thing does launch in the winter, whether it's still hard to get a PS5 and then how hard it is to get this when it comes out, you know. I think 
I've been spooked by the launch of the PS5 and Xbox Series X to the point where I'm like, it's just going to be a mess whenever anything new mm-hmm. tech like this comes out. Um, but still really cool, the specs that they have, and exciting that there is a big game coming out for it. Yeah, absolutely. I almost feel like there's all these VR games I want to play, which if they are backwards compatible, which there's no word yet if they are... Yeah. Which would really irk me, who's been building this VR library. They've been giving away some free games. I have some games. I pick some up on sale. If I wasn't able to use the new headset with those, that would be, I think, a big, big mark against this thing. But Especially this point, more ridiculous if they're not sending out these dongles for people to use I their know. old versions on yeah, it either. Absolutely. So I, I'm honestly at the point where I'm like... Maybe I'll just wait until this thing, because VR is really fun when you have it set up, but it's ugly as heck, so you don't want it set up, and then you put it away, and there's like 30 cords. And so it, it the original was definitely an early adopter thing. I'm fortunate. I got it at a crazy low price on Facebook Marketplace, but... Um, so I don't feel like I'd, I'd be taking too much of a loss if I waited until the new headset. I don't know how people feel that spent like three to four hundred dollars on this thing however much it was at launch um but i think another big thing here is that the move controller is finally being abandoned after two full generations it's nice to see that they're they're upgrading to something else i i just think that the tech's going to be a lot better because the tech is a hard thing to get around on the original just the move battery is terrible if you ever try and play a game. I mean, Zach, you know, we played Groundhog Day and it was like we had to have one plugged in the entire time and then the other one would die. So it was like on life support, constantly swapping back and forth for these two controllers. So I'm just really happy that it really is the next generation of VR when the original PSVR was a really clunky thing with some cool games that we got to play. But I think this will just be a better way to introduce it to everybody. Zach, what do you think about it? I think the specs look good, uh, especially the little OLED screen. That's actually very impressive that they're going to have that. They do have allegedly better cable management for the new system Mm -hmm. coming out, which is a big thing because tripping over cables, all that good stuff. I see people hanging their cables from the ceilings in order to just have a free place to roam without worrying about it. Uh, The new, I don't remember what they're calling the new control. I think it's like the The Sense or something like that. The sense, those look really cool. They've got like a round uh, hole for your hand to go through. I don't know if that's one size fit all. It looked kind of small and I got relatively big hands. So I don't know how easy it's going to be to fit everybody's hands through this. But it looks really cool uh, if you can get your hand through it and hold on to it. It kind of reminds me of the Oculus controller. Uh, So, and also, I think it's taking a lot from the Oculus. I haven't played the Oculus. I don't even, I played one other VR system i don't remember what it was called but it was really cool and i like the way that that one had the built-on uh headphones set so you could just lower it and it would blast into your ear it wouldn't actually be inside of your ear but it would be loud enough to where only you could hear it and you can move it up and down but i don't believe that the psvr2 is doing anything audio wise you still have to have your own headphones plugged into the thing like you did in the first playstation vr which i don't love but it's whatever so definitely some high hopes on the specs but you know i'm worried it's going to be very expensive (laughs) like very expensive and like kevin said i have also been spooked and i don't think anything's ever going to be easy to get ever again so yeah for sure we'll see 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, if this thing's like four or five hundred dollars, you're asking people to after they just dropped five hundred on down, the console yeah. or four hundred, depending on if they got the digital version, mm-hmm. to spend to basically double their investment uh, to get in on this. I think it's going to be a tough sell. Yeah, for some at least. And I do have a couple other concerns too. We don't know anything about if this thing's going to have a separate processing unit unit like the original PSVR did, which was a big pain in the butt. Uh, on the blog post, it does say it it connects to the PS5 via USB-C. So are we still going to have to have a cable that that goes and plugs into the whole thing? We don't know that either. So there are still definitely some question marks. This was a weird kind of half announcement to me. No date, no price, no look at the actual headset itself. Um, we, we know the visual fidelity, but we don't really know processing i that's kind of my big question mark like do we need something else or is the ps5 good enough um but we do know that there's going to be rumble in the actual headset yeah it's going to shake your brain up (laughs) which is kind of bizarre and there's eye tracking so you don't even have to tilt your head necessarily to move your character you can just like look in a direction with your eyes and then the the character will respond in the game and then my first question for that is well is it going to be able to see through my glasses? Because is there going to be any glare on the screen when I have glasses on in the headset? So there's still a lot of questions, but I think it is cool that we got we got some news and VR2 makes sense as the name. So overall, good announcement. And I think Horizon is a really cool franchise uh, to, to start this thing with. Yeah, I wonder what how, how in-depth that's going to go because it really was a very first look at it, just that yeah. little bit of cutscene. It's like, how's that going to play? How much... How much do they take from from the regular game, or how much do they have to kind of reel it back in a little bit for a for a VR experience? Yeah, yeah. So we'll wait and see, but that'll probably be something we're hearing about more throughout 2022 that we'll be able to talk about. But the main thing that this show is following in 2022 is the development, the rumors, the leaks, the news surrounding Sonic Frontiers. As you know, the next flagship 3D Sonic game from Sonic Team and Sega. And we got some real news this week, which I was excited about. Sonic Frontiers was originally supposed to launch last year to celebrate Sonic's 30th anniversary, uh, but Sega decided to delay it uh, in order to improve the game. So this is from an investor Q&A, um, and they said originally it was supposed to be released on this year. This, this was just at the tail end of December, the 30th anniversary of Sonic, but we have postponed the release for a year to further brush up the quality. And then, this is also interesting, not only for this title, but during the development phase, we've been steadily conducting analysis to improve the quality of the title, introducing game testing based on external evaluations. Were you not doing that before? Like, what in the world? They also say, I have a feeling that it will become a good game and have high expectations for it. So that's the main thing. This thing was going to hit for the 30th anniversary. It clearly did not. Zach and I were talking about this earlier. I am just shocked because it didn't even look like the engine was done from the the (laughs) clips they showed at the Game Awards. Yeah, the fact that this was supposed to come out last year, we knew nothing of it. Basically the entire year, and at the very yeah. end, we get a little clip that is basically just environments. Like a yeah. little a little pre-rendered cutscene at the beginning, and then environments. And that's it. And that was supposed to come out last year? Are you serious? That's crazy. It's really crazy. And then, I'm, I'm glad it didn't, though, because that would have been a mess. It would have been Sonic 06 all over again. And then now they're testing. They're improving the game based on tests. 
I don't even know how to respond to that. Did that, they... that can't that they had they have Q and A. I know they. I don't know exactly yeah. what they mean by that, but they have to have Q and A. Yeah. I want from external. Is it like in house and then not in house testing? They I don't might know. have in house QA. Maybe testing. they're just like, man, Sonic games are so broken that even our internal teams can't fix everything. <laughs> so we need to send it to external teams as well. Yeah. And have them test it too. Yeah. I don't know. And then another thing I saw about this, it was fun because it looked like this was going to be a rumor, not a confirmed thing, because I sent you guys a story on Sonic Stadium, and then it got taken down like immediately after I sent it to you. Uh, We also have learned that this game is a full-priced Sonic game. So the trend has been $40, Team Sonic Racing was $40, and Sonic Forces was $40. And... Another part of this this investor thing was them saying that we're trying to maintain the value of the Sonic brand. So they're bumping this one back up to be full price title, both in cost on the shelf and in, in development budget. They're going all in with this one, guys. I'm glad that they decided not to maintain the value of Sonic by making Sonic Forces $60. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because if you make the game expensive, that doesn't automatically mean that the value of the game is higher. If it yeah, comes out yeah. and stinks, then it'll it'll drop in price real quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they are pumping more money into it, that's good. They probably saw after Sonic Forces that whatever that was did not work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like at the very least they're backing up those statements that were made earlier of like, oh, we want this to be the next like trendsetter for Sonic that Sonic Adventure was to like set yeah. the next 10 years or whatever. Like if, if, if that's the type of money that they're putting in, hopefully it doesn't backfire. Yeah. It, expectations are still low. <laughs> yeah. Mine are high. <laughs> Making it $60 does not increase my expectations <laughs> no, whatsoever. That doesn't give you faith that it's going to be good. It concern. No. <laughs> yeah. That's reasonable. Now yeah. full price 60, not full price 70, right? I hope so. It's no, coming. If it is seventy dollars, I'll lose my mind. It's got. It's probably gonna be sixty because it's coming to Switch and it's coming right. to last gen. It's coming to PS4 and and Xbox One also. It's not a next gen exclusive, but I'll be playing this thing on PS5. So I might pay that. I might drop the seventy. <laughs> oh boy! I res Sonic mm-hmm. and dead Amy. Dead Amy, the ghost girl, the ghost <laughs> girl herself. Is Sonic Frontiers your uh, most anticipated title of the year, Zach? Oh, I wouldn't say that it is. <laughs> what is? What is your number one most anticipated game of this year? Pokemon Legends Arceus. Ooh. Wow. Are you playing that? that? Oh, that wasn't true. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I was riffing because I couldn't think of what was. Maybe it is Sonic. It could be Sunbreak. could be God of War. could be Horizon. What am I forgetting? It's coming out this year. Uh, Zelda, hopefully. Uncharted collection. Sports story. Sports story. Story's not coming out this year. Is that your number one right now, Kev? Is that your most anticipated? I think I said Saints Row. That's right. Yep, Saints Row. Uh, But Sports Story would probably be right behind it. Okay. Yep, Zelda for me, which I I would say really hope it's this year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I I do not have faith in that one to hit this year, just based on the last time we heard of it when they're like. We're targeting a 2022 release. What does that even mean? It means it's probably not going to make it. It's like the God of War of this year. Like, it just feels like it's probably a 2023 game. 
we'll see. I mean, at least we saw, uh, what, for Zelda? Yeah, or for Zelda. At least we saw something of that. If it, it got That's a war, we saw nothing. It was a logo. So. <laughs> that was it. It's like, well, oh, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Sometime. <laughs> yeah. And remember, Final Fantasy 16 was supposed to be out by now? <laughs> oh, yeah, they addressed that, that it got delayed. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Square right. Enix, they got a ton of backlash on New Year's Day. Uh, where because of a new letter written by the Square Enix president who basically talked about how it's time for them to embrace NFTs, blockchain games, and the metaverse, and all those hot buzzwords right now that it seems almost every company is talking about. They said, it was a hot topic in 2021, inspiring a lively global conversation, first about what the metaverse is, and then about what sort of business opportunities it presents. So... Yeah, people were really upset about this. Um, but they say that it, there was evidence that it was not a buzzword and that it's here to stay. And the president dubbed 2021 the metaverse year. And I've been <laughs> thinking that's going to be this year. This is the year where everyone's going to start actually acting on all that crap from last year, is what I think. Right. Yeah, because last year was kind of the introduction. And then this year, you know, you have the big companies that kind of wait around to see what happens. They see all the backlash, but then see all the money and they're like, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> and then they give it enough time and then boom, here we are in 2022. This would be the time that uh, that you try and hop in. Yeah. For better or for worse. For worse, mostly. mostly. For worse. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah, but it just sucks. Like, what is what is Square Enix doing? I feel like they make so many baffling decisions that just, and this is just another one kind of in the line and yeah i'm i'm not happy about this i'm not happy seeing like ea ubisoft i expect that kind of stuff from those companies but square enix it's like man i actually care about a lot of the games that they make i don't want to see them go down this this same road that would be disappointing to me yeah looking looking at what he said of course the one that everybody kind of latches onto and for good reason is the whole like Oh, everybody, you know, a lot of people, the majority play for fun. And, and, you know, that makes up the majority of players. But we know that there are other players who want to play to contribute. And it's like, look, I for don't me, want yeah. games to be a job. I don't want to be like going to them and working for these uh, for NFTs or or whatever. Like you go there for fun. You go mm-hmm. there to to escape and just have a good time. And games have already been kind of moving towards jobs like you look at ubisoft and just all the busy work nonsense that are in those games where it almost feels like it feels like work a lot of the time when you're just yeah. like oh i got like 10 more camps to clear out no i need to go and collect all these like these 30 uh random items scattered around it already kind of feels like work and when you add like an actual value to that i feel like it's going to get even more scummy and gross and yeah. game companies do not have a good track record with things like loot boxes and things that have some sort of value like that. I feel like they can take this in a really nasty direction. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Like we're going to see every instance of this thrown against the wall and it probably will be around like people on video game podcasts 10 years ago were saying the same stuff about microtransactions mm-hmm. and that is now just a given part of pretty much every game like every single game for the most part has some form of microtransaction on the triple a level and we're just used to it now and most of us ignore it and some of us buy in occasionally but 
NFTs could eventually be like that too, or maybe it is a little side menu that most of us roll our eyes at and don't do anything with. But I just think that the concept of ownership, and yes, microtransactions are real money, but this is more so real money, real people's money at stake. I feel like then I'm making one purchase. It's not like, oh, I'm going to farm this land and then sell it to another player for real dollars. I'm going to tune this Forza car and then sell it to Zach for 30 actual dollars. That's just disgusting. And that's not anything I want any part of ever. The more we talk about it, the more I can actually picture it happening and becoming the norm in the future. And now I'm just seeing NFT on every menu of every game I've played. (laughs) It's just really, really upsetting. And then it gets even more murky with, with again, with like loot boxes and gambling, because their defense has always been like, these have no value and they're not, you know, you can't cash out. But the more you go towards uh, the NFT side where things do actually have real world value, I feel like they could run into really hot water where it does actually go full on, yeah. full on gambling as far as the government is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's weird. I don't like, I, I don't know when this bubble's going to burst. I feel like part of me is like, this isn't going to be around forever. But then the other part of me is like, no, it, it probably will be. And I'm just, I'm not going to buy into it. And I'm, I'm not excited to see when it bleeds into games. I don't like seeing like, I mean, Kevin and I are big baseball fans. I don't like seeing our team, the Mariners, be like, oh, get your Mariners NFT wallpapers. Like, why can't I just download the photo? Like, <laughs> I, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I can just go find the JPEG somewhere. Yeah. Like, this is the first time in my life where I have felt, like, out of touch and not understanding something that's going on in tech. Where it's like, usually I'm like, oh, I get that. And then now I'm like, man, am I, like, getting older? Like, is it all these, like teenagers and zoomers that are doing this stuff and leaving us behind already i don't know that's how this makes me feel it makes me feel like a caveman yes i i don't know it but i also don't care is where i'm at right now yeah but it's it's becoming a thing i was on twitter earlier and rudy gobert a player for my, my basketball team the jazz his profile picture is one of those dumb monkeys and i'm oh like man God. what are you doing oh. i see another one of those stupid monkeys <laughs> Why yeah. is it that every NFT has to be absolutely hideous? <laughs> it's part of like the they're rule, all disgusting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. why? Why? At the very least, if I'm paying a bunch of money for this thing, I'd like it to actually be visually pleasing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I actually want that. Like, I have not seen a single NFT where I'm like, wow, that's anything close to interesting. And and I also don't get who likes NFTs or is investing in them because I feel like everyone I know. A, doesn't understand them, or B, thinks they're stupid, or C, both. They don't get them, and they think they're dumb. Like, I, I don't know what type of person is the one getting in on these. It really, I think it is purely about the money and just, yeah. like, creating artificial value. Because, I, I mean, you have this for a lot of different markets already. I mean, like, I feel like the, the, the diamond market is very similar to that, and... Where, where they just kind of create a scarcity and create a value for these items. And I feel like the NFTs are doing the exact same thing. But I don't think anybody is buying them to own them for the NFT itself. It's about the money no, that they it, could get later. It is 100% about the money. And the thing that I don't understand is that when an NFT becomes rare, people are selling them 
for over a hundred thousand dollars, but that mm -hmm. means someone buys a picture of a monkey for over a hundred thousand dollars. Do they expect because it to go up higher? That's they what they're expecting. Yeah, million dollars. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, that, that is what it is, though. It, it is purely money that you buy in, and you're just like, all right, I'm assuming that this is going to keep going up. Much like a stock price, but. The stock is like for a, a, a real company doing exactly. things as compared <laughs> to an NFT, which is just an ugly photo, <laughs> an ugly, ugly JPEG. are gaining value. I don't really understand yeah. how. It seems very fly-by-night. I really hope this bubble bursts. <laughs> and, you know, then there's the whole thing of it destroying the environment, too, which makes mm -hmm. it an extra level of nasty. Yeah, if there wasn't that servers. whole thing, then you're just like, well, there's a bunch of stupid people either – losing their fortunes or getting rich somehow off of these and like whatever you can ignore it but then when you add in like oh yeah this is really bad for the environment uh yeah puts it on another level of uh of really gross yeah and it sucks to see so many game companies just going after it but hey they'll follow the money their they businesses do. and companies at the end of the day and yeah yeah you can't forget that but i just hope it doesn't become too intrusive uh, for for people who just want to completely ignore that, but yeah, the metaverse, all that stuff, I'm over it. I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, today, did you guys see that viral video of like, oh, this is what Walmart thinks shopping should oh, look like? Oh, that was hideous. <laughs> it's like grabbing wine bottles and throw like with your like Groundhog Day, Meta like hand. Father Like Son uh, VR hand and dropping it in a cart. And I'm like, it's yeah, I don't get what's happening to the world really dystopian looking video yeah <laughs> yeah and i saw this response and it's like this isn't improving the experience of in-person shopping or online shopping it's the worst version of both yeah it's it's i don't get it i don't get what's happening we're in the future mm -hmm. and, and the future is gross and on one of the not one of the better timelines it would appear <laughs> yeah yeah. Okay, anyways, that, that was about Square Enix, but we got into a, a side tangent about good old NFTs. Hopefully we don't have to talk about them too much this year, but I feel like that won't be the case. In some better news, the PS Plus games are out for January, and they're really good. You got Persona 5 Strikers is, is available, along with Dirt 5 and a co-op first-person shooter, Deep Rock Galactic. So a good selection. Dirt 5 has been on Game Pass for a long time. So it's nice that PlayStation players can grab that one free also. And then Kev, you've been wanting to play uh, Persona yeah. 5 Strikers. This will be the time that I hop in. This is... Man, I don't even remember the last time that there was a PS Plus game that I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Like, I want to go play that. On, do you guys yeah. remember the last time you had that? It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Just when was that? Uh, earlier this year, whenever I played it. Because, man, I feel like, at the very least, the last four or five earlier months have been, like, completely throwaway. Uh, I think Mortal like Shell's a month. solid one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's indie Souls-like that was well-received, but it's pretty niche. But, I don't know, this game's a little niche, too. Like, Well, when you have both Persona 5 Strikers and Dirt, and Dirt 5, 5, I feel yeah. like those uh -huh. are two pretty high-profile games. Yeah. Uh, coming at the same time i've i've looked at dirt five a couple of times and i'm excited to at least try it out for a bit but yeah, yeah. this will be the way that i play persona 5 strikers waited long enough and now i get yeah. it for free <laughs> yeah now i just gotta check if it's uh following after royal story or the original the original it's royal it's the original yes all right i have to go <laughs> finish royal just yet i'll finish yeah. royal another time <laughs> which is it's really weird 
It, it's super weird because didn't Royal come out first? It came out before no, that. Royal was oh before Strikers. Yeah, before Strikers. I believe so. Because yeah. in J- in Japan, I think Strikers came out first, but then Strikers took so long to get over here that Royal is out in between, time. and it's like so. This is now a sequel to the inferior version of this game. It's really bizarre. Yeah, it yeah. gets it gets messy when you launch like a definitive version with extra story content and then have a spin-off game in between yeah. that also follows along the storyline. But that works for me because I finished Persona 5 and have not finished Royal yet, so yeah. I'll be able to to hop into this at some point. But yeah, I don't know, it's nice to see some high-profile games coming to to PS Plus because I for the last couple of months I've all but forgotten about it. Like Yeah. There are months where I just forget to get the games because I don't even remember what's out or if I care. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to have some, uh, some big games. Fall guys is the best PS plus game ever. It was incredible. 200 hours later. Got it from PS plus. What, Destruction all-stars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Play that for 200 seconds. <laughs> they were not fun. Uh, and then on the, on the flip side, game pass is having an amazing month in January. Mass effect legendary edition is coming to game pass along with, Outer Wilds, which I think was there and then left. So I think it's coming back. Spelunky 2, which is a cool Mm -hmm. one to have. Um, And then a bunch of other stuff too. Rainbow Six Extraction, which is new this month. It's coming uh, day and date on Game Pass. My guess is they're seeing pre-order numbers for that game. (laughs) No one's buying this. And they're putting (laughs) it on Game Pass. Because did you guys see like two months ago, Ubisoft came out and they're like, Rainbow Six Extraction is... Actually, a $40 title, not a $60 title. Like three months I, before launch, they just not very slashed the, the price. Newswire, but yeah. Man, they're, they're getting quicker and quicker with that. Usually it's yeah. like a month later that it's down to 40 Man, they're doing it two months before launch. <laughs> Pre launch price cuts. But yeah, and yet, if, if you yeah. want to play these games, uh, $15 a month for Ubisoft Plus yeah. gets less and less valuable every second. But yeah, solid month. Mass Effect. I just started it. I got it on Black Friday. And as I was buying it, I'm like, I've got a weird gut feeling this is going to be on Game Pass. I was like, yeah, whatever. And now it's there. But it was only 20 bucks, So it's, it's fine. Now, fine. Now you have it for forever. Yeah. Because it'll leave Game Pass at some point. Yeah. But a really good month for PS Plus and Game Pass in, in a January that really has no game releases on either platform. You're, you're getting Pokemon on Switch. But then it's like, I mean, Rainbow Six, I guess. And then um, the Uncharted collection is coming out at the end of the month. But it's a light month, so some good stuff to play on both sides. Yeah, add to, add to the backlog. <laughs> yeah, always. No, seriously. Yeah. But that is it for our news this week, Zach. All right, that's going to do it for this week's Rumor Roundup. <laughs> all of those were rumors. <laughs> they were all rumors. Uh, no actual <laughs> news in there. <laughs> Got yeah. too used to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> After what, great. two weeks of last week, <laughs> yep, we didn't sorry. have it? Bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, that's nice. going to do it for this week's news. We'll be moving on to what we've been playing this week. Uh, fresh into the new year, we're going to be starting our new Games Beaten lists of 2022. We've finished up our Games Beaten of 2021. Had like 45 games at the end there. It was ridiculous. 
I'm not slowing down. I'm in the middle of like three games right now. It's Jeez. it's pretty crazy, but we're not going to talk about me off the top. We'll we'll talk. Logan, what have you been playing? Yeah, well, I just mentioned it. I started Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I was looking for, I don't know, January kind of feels like a time to dive into a really huge game. Um, so I started Mass Effect with my girlfriend. She's watching me play it too. And I really, really like the story and the dialogue and just the universe. All the species are really funny. Uh, my favorite one, I don't remember what they're called, but like in their in their little codex biography entry, it's like, oh, the number one leading cause of death for this species is death by gunshot because they're just always in war and they they lose every war they fight and it's just super funny. Um, and then there was this giant bomb that went off that made like uh, pregnancies... 90% of them ineffective and it's just like this species is just it's just horrible and they're all so funny looking they're these little lizard dudes and then there's these really cool spy dudes um that are called Turians I think that are super cool and um they're like really creepy and the humans have all this tension with them and there's like four other species that this game does such a good job of of setting up and explaining and it, it's really interesting um but the gameplay is awful. <laughs> the gameplay is really, really bad in Mass Effect in Mass Effect 1, which I've heard. I've heard that 1 is clunky, and it definitely lives up to that. The shooting is weird. Um, healing, everything feels assigned to the wrong button. Like, switching guns is L1, which is a really weird button. Sheathing your weapon is the touchpad on the, on the PlayStation controller which is really weird. Um, the gun sound effects are like 14 times louder than anything else in the game. It's like the music's a comfortable volume. The dialogue is good. You get into a combat sequence. You fire an assault rifle and it's deafening. Like my cat was sleeping on me uh, while I was playing once and I whip out my gun and I shoot some enemies and he gets up and just runs away because the <laughs> guns are so loud. So it's definitely clunky, but... What's there is pretty cool. The dialogue choices are cool. The RPG elements are nice. Uh, really customizable on, on how you want to play. I dumped all my skill points into, like, charm and something else, like intimidation. And it unlocked two additional dialogue paths. So I have basically five choices of what to say at any given moment, which is overwhelming. There's a, there's a lot of choices all the time, but it's cool. I, I read that Mass Effect 1 is all about setting up this universe, and then Mass Effect 2 is where stuff, like, really starts to happen. So, it's good, but I think I'm more excited for when things pick up a little more, because it is also definitely slow. Weird to think that that was a 360 exclusive at one point. Yeah. That <laughs> very is early 360 exclusive. Yeah. That is weird. It doesn't look very good. Even in the remastered edition, it's like, it you can tell this is like an early game but i like it i think about it there's a lot of reading i usually don't read these biography entries and all that in games but these are really well written and it's a very well thought out universe with a lot of charm and and, and good characters and yeah different species that you're running into so i do really like that aspect of it it's i feel like it's like what i want the halo universe to be but the halo universe is so convoluted that i can never get that into it but this feels really like thought out and and I'm a big fan of that. And you also play a lot of uh, choice-based games, too. Yeah, so yeah. Mass Effect is very big on that of, uh, 
of really changing how the game uh, how how the game ends up depending on the choices that you've made mm-hmm. until the end of the third game i think but, yeah, yeah but up up until that point i've heard it does a very good job of really tailoring the game to to how you uh how you decide things with with dialogue and choices and stuff yeah and it, it's a little different than like i i think modern games like life is strange is a little bit better at hiding the results of your choices like it's more ambiguous i guess when you're playing Mass Effect, there's three choices every time unless you unlock the additional two. And the top one is always nice, the middle one's always neutral, and the bottom one is always evil. And it's like it's very clear okay. that like the game, the I believe the whole trilogy has three distinct endings. And I'm like, oh, so it's if you're like mostly top route, mostly middle route, or mostly bottom route. But I'm picking the top route. I'm being a very nice Commander Shepard. Because the bottom choices are... It's just really mean most of the time. <laughs> I like, mean, it's evil. Yeah. You've got to go evil. Yeah. Got to be ruthless. I'm playing as a female shepherd. Also, that's what I picked. I did some research beforehand, and people seem to think that the performance and voice acting was better for that. So I went with that. And yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, the like I said, the world is just really interesting. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Awesome. They're also not as long as I thought. They're all RPGs, yeah. but they're all like 20 hours. So the whole trilogy is like one long RPG, which, yeah, like a 60-hour yeah. thing for the, the whole trilogy. I'm like, that's that's doable. I've always looked at yeah. this. I'm like, is this like a 150-hour thing? But no, it's it's Right, yeah, pretty I always reasonable. thought they, they would be at least like 40 to 50 hours apiece. Yeah. But one is not. the shortest. I was The how long to beat on one is 18 hours, and then two and three are both 25. So, okay, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's that's pretty 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 normal length, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just thought it would be more like Dragon Age, also Bioware, which is like sixty hours a game, and I was yeah, like, yeah. no thanks. Uh, yeah, but other than that, I I jump back into Monster Hunter Rise because I feel Sunbreak coming in a few months, and we still got some stuff to take care of in the in the base game before the expansion comes out. And yeah, I, no new feelings on that. Still feel like it's stupid easy. Just when even I hop back in and I'm facing these level eight threat monsters and I haven't even come close to death once. It's like that's yeah, but it's still fun. And then Zach and I did our big Divinity Week, Divinity Original Sin two. We played for what like probably fifteen to twenty hours over the last week. Yep, something like that. And we've hit another wall, Zach. Yes. Well. I don't know. I don't think we put it down at the beginning of the year because we hit a wall necessarily. We had just picked up Rise when it first yeah. came out, and then Divinity went by the wayside. And when we picked it back up, I was worried that we weren't going to remember anything and that it was going to be really hard to reintegrate ourselves back into this game. But it was actually a lot easier than I was expecting. I actually, yeah. It was easier to remember kind of what combat abilities worked, where you should start combats, kind of all that good stuff. It, it all came back pretty easily, which I was very happy about. And then we quickly decided on something to do. We fumbled our way through it somehow. Uh, well, not <laughs> we got stonewalled, but figured a way around it. We found a stone tablet, talked to a lady. The lady annihilated us. So we reloaded, grabbed the tablet, and then just left before we didn't even talk to the lady. So, and that pushed us forward, and then we... We got to the ability to move on with the story, but there's still a lot of the current island that we're on left to do. 
And it all seems very important, and we can't really do any of it. We tried, like, six different tasks, um, and we failed we at every stomped. single one of them. We get, we get stomped stupid. every time. Stomped, like, mad. Um, and we're yeah. level 13, and I, I looked up uh, area by level map for this island, and a lot of it's 14, 15, and I don't know the disparity between these levels, but we're getting stomped at 13, and it says we should be able to do it at 14. Something seems a little off there, but... No, <laughs> we're we're rapidly searching for stuff that we can even mm -hmm. remotely do to try and level up. Um, I think we're way better than we picked it up when we picked it up. I felt like my combat abilities were a bit jumbled, and after some couple levels up, I feel like I'm a lot more well-rounded. I think we're starting to figure it out better, but we still got a long ways to go before we're mm -hmm. actually like completing objectives Com in a competent. good order competent <laughs> yeah we doing things still a lot of fun definitely love this game um just so much to do uh it's, it's very overwhelming i don't know if you get that sense logan oh my but... gosh yeah i honestly i let you take the brunt of the research and deciding what to do i'm like zach where are we going next and then you just lead <laughs> the way yeah. <laughs> charting the course yeah it's very overwhelming but it's a pretty impressive game, just the amount of choices. And, and to think, like, we have the Red Prince and three uh, original characters we designed. So that's our party of four. And to think there's, like, eight other characters that could be in your party that have their own individual quest lines. Like, this game is absolutely massive. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. So, And it's another one where choices matter, and I always like that. Um I got a really cool new ability with my Necromancer where he now summons this like bone spider who then fights with us as a fifth fighter in combat. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then one of our characters can fly now, which is also awesome. He just flies across the map. So yeah, we're, we're leveling up. It's slow but steady. Our save file has crossed the 30-hour mark, but we've played this game for probably 45 to 50 hours of reloads and, and all that <laughs> nonsense. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's going well. Uh, yeah, it's go, it's going. It's I don't going. know what well, well, it's, it's going. It's definitely going. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to beat it by the end of 2022, but who knows? Yeah. It's, we're only on part two of four parts of this game. So we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Anything else, Logan, other than... Well, there is a little bit. We did delve into some Fall Guys over the last couple of days, if you want to talk about that. The, the Sudden Death Soccer Cup is back. We once right. again could not secure five. It was worse. In a row. It was, it was worse we did horrible. Time. We oh. did really bad. Uh, but I'm level 50, so I've maxed out this season. And now it's just waiting for the next season. I don't know. I'm in kind of a, I'm in kind of a rut. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I've been struggling to get into a a single player game. I think it's because divinity is such a time and brain consuming game that we're playing together. And then with my girlfriend watching mass effect is also this entire world. I have to keep in my head. I don't know if I have the capacity to, to add something else to that, well, that list right now. On. Yeah. So when I've had my own time, I was just been like playing fall guys, Played a little halo today, just bouncing or bouncing all around. You said we finished our games beaten lists. For last year, I was so burned out after my 50 in 2020. I didn't even start a document to keep track of what I finished last year. Dang. So okay. I don't even know how many I beat. All right. I think I beat like five games last year. 
Like, I, I beat very few games. You did wow. put a lot of time into like Mario Parties, WarioWare, yeah, all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of games that, that aren't came out that didn't like necessarily have ends, but yeah. you definitely put some good time into. Yeah, so. for sure. One of those kinds of years. Didn't beat it takes two. We did not. No, we didn't even yeah, really I, give I it a good either. effort. Yep. <laughs> yeah, gave it a try. Did not come close. All right, is that it, Logan? Yep. All right, I'll go next. Like Logan said, we did play some Divinity. That was a lot of time consumed. I am also uh, early stages of Ace Attorney Investigations to Miles Edgeworth. Miles Edgeworth. I don't think you talked about beating the first one since we didn't talk about the games we were playing last week. We didn't. Oh, That's okay. all the awards. Oh, okay. Uh, I beat the first Ace Attorney Investigations Miles Edgeworth, uh, and I really... I was pleasantly surprised. I had pretty low expectations because, you know, I've heard that this was one of the worst Ace Attorney games, but Logan says that they're all good, even though these are the less good of the ones that exist. And I kind of get that now because even though I understand that this one wasn't as good as some of the other ones I played, overall is actually still pretty solid. Um, I think, like, the fourth case was a really, really good case, and I liked it a lot. So it's nice that even in some of these games that are, you know, trying to do their own thing and getting their feet off the ground, they can still have, like, these standout moments that are really memorable for the series, because I thought that, you know, Case 4, Case 5, I liked Case 5, but it was probably the longest case I've ever played in an Ace Attorney game. It was so long, it did not end. I was so burned out by the end of this case, and, you know, when you're going into the final act, you're like, yes... I know it's him let's just get this over <laughs> with i've known it's him for a little while let's just do this we'll, we'll figure it out so that's probably my biggest complaint for it um and then you know cases one through three were fine albeit lackluster so overall solid on the first one but the one i was more, more excited about was ace attorney investigations 2 which i've heard was very good logan lent me his fan translation cartridge for the ds uh which he ordered off ebay or some crap like that yep um oh you know not a lot of people overseas get to even play this game because it never got translated which is a shame and i don't know if it ever will because no, i think know, it's over at this point, <laughs> i think it's over it? yeah exactly um but I li- the fan translation it's really hard to tell that it's a fan translation because it's done really well i think the one that logan played he said was a little bit different because he hasn't no, I think it is copy. the same one. I actually do oh, think it's, it's the, the same, same one. one, yeah. There are okay, two versions, cool. but I think that we you're playing the same one I did. There's the version with the Japanese names, and then there's the version with, like, the, the English names. Yeah, if they just um, made no, We're playing the version with the English <laughs> names, yeah. which is, I like a lot. Um, And I, I played the first case, and I'm a little bit into the second case, but I thought that the opening case was was very good it brought back a character from the original trilogy that like the day i started playing it i was talking to logan i was like man what happened to that character and then i boot up the game and he's like what's up guys <laughs> that really caught me shows off up. i summoned him so i thought that was really cool um the the new gimmick this the the second game retains the logic segments where you're combining pieces of information to form new logic to use in the cases and then the deducing is all the same, but the new thing that this game adds is uh, logic chess, where there's floating chess pieces uh, that Miles has, and then the person he's interrogating also has a couple chess pieces, and he says that when they get enraged, 
make sure to not ask them a question and then you hold and then you ask them whatever question pops up and then you throw a piece of chess at them and their chess piece explodes and i mean it's kind of an interesting concept but it's very easy because it tells you exactly how to guide you through it so it's not it hasn't really become i don't know if it gets more complicated later in the game now chess right? logic is one of the kind of throwaway gimmicks they tried for a while like it like in in brady's attorney like it. it's the it's the deductions with Sholmes, which i think are amazing i think that's like I, that's my favorite part of that game but investigations to chess logic is not very good <laughs> i don't love it but it's hasn't been too prevalent to where it's like annoying they don't last very long so i don't hate it i hope it doesn't just drag no it's you don't you don't game. really do it very much okay that's fine as long as the logic <laughs> yeah. yeah the logic section and the deductions all still there the exploration's all very good so definitely looking forward to playing more of investigations too and then the other thing i started with my buddy was skyward sword hd <laughs> what <laughs> no one saw coming he got it for christmas and he was like, yeah, let's play this game. And I was like, absolutely. We've been wanting to play it, but neither one of us wanted to buy it because it's Skyward Sword HD. So he got it for Christmas, which was convenient. So we started it, and I forgot how long it is. It's like a 40-hour game, which That's I long. did not. I was like, yeah, it's like a 20-hour game. Nope, it's like 40 hours long. Um, we're already like 20 hours into it, so we're about halfway there. And it feels like we've done a lot because we already have all of the... Uh, the equipment we have all the bottles we do all the side quests so maybe we're not even halfway there uh, we're doing we're pretty much completing this game um oh god <laughs> i know and Oof. uh a lot of people do have reservations about skyward sword it's one of the more uh disliked of the zelda franchise in the online communities it was the first zelda i ever played back early college um it was my introduction into the zelda series and i actually enjoyed it a lot on my first playthrough um i played it alone on the wii um and the additions that they've made to the hd are a control scheme that doesn't rely on motion control so you can just use a controller uh it's horrible it's very confusing <laughs> and it's don't oh, do it you're oh, no. so it basically forces you into using motion controls again and the motion controls are still kind of janky uh, well, it's pretty janky and can be very frustrating at times, but can also be very funny at times, very in a very sonic way where the janky controls you could get a good chuckle out of. Um, I think that this Zelda has one of my favorite aesthetics. I like the lighter Zeldas that have bright colors that pop more than like the darker Zeldas like Twilight Princess. I like the, the way they look a lot. I think this game has really good dialogue for a Zelda game. I know that dialogue isn't something that zelda focuses on a whole lot but i think this one has a lot of interesting characters and funny you know throwaway throwaway lines so i think it's it's very charming for a zelda game so i've always always kind of enjoyed it even though the dungeons are very hit and miss like we're playing it together and there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to when we swap in and out that, you know one of us will tackle one dungeon and the other person will tackle the next dungeon and then we kind of trade on and off in the areas in between and the side quests and stuff like that so it's it's not getting too tiring in some of these dungeons and i i do like a lot of the dungeons like the kaloktos boss fight is one of my favorite zelda boss fights in any zelda game i think that one's super cool and then 
some of the the, the dungeons in general. You've done like the ship the yet? That... We, uh, I didn't do the ship. My friend did the ship, but I, I like it a lot. It uses some good, uh, good, because that's where you get the bow for the first time, and the bow is one of the best things in Zelda. So having like the grates that you have to look through to hit the time stones, and I like the concept of the time stones in this game that they use to uh, switch back and forth between you know new broken down ship and old repaired a working ship and i think that's super cool i think this game did a lot of good things and yeah it's but the, there's always the jankiness of the controls that just frustrates you and then some of the dungeons aren't super laid out so i get why people complain about this game but i still find it a fun time especially when you're playing with someone else so you don't get tired out <laughs> too fast yeah. It's like how we play Sonic. It makes those Sonic games way more uh, digestible when it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, I'm done with this. (laughs) Somebody else play it for a little while. I need a break. Exactly, because I don't know. It would probably take me a long time to get through this game 40 hours by myself because my PlayStations would not be as long as they currently are. Zelda, there's a good game in there, but there's just a couple things that are fundamental to its design that you can't strip away that are bad for it. Like the, the motion controls, man, if this thing was just a normal controlled game, it would be so much better. And then the entire half of the game you've yet to play, if they just cut that entire thing out and Skyward Sword was a 25 hour game, it'd be really good. But you do, you go back to the same areas four times each mm-hmm. to do two temples each, the Silent Realm stealth section, and then something that changes the world. Like, what is it? Floods the forest, the, the eruption forest, yeah. in the volcano. And mm-hmm. what's the desert one? I don't remember. We haven't gotten there yet. But yeah. What was the I don't desert? Remember. Maybe it was like a sandstorm or something. Tell me when you get there. But yeah. And it's oh, just well. like, you just keep going back. It's so monotonous. It's the only 3D Zelda I've never finished. And I finished every other one multiple times. So I think that says something about it. One thing I'm a little upset about is that I broke out my my Zelda Loftwing amiibo because I thought I would be using it, but there's bird statues everywhere. It's basically worthless. I don't even need it. Yeah, and people good and bad. (laughs) People threw such a fit online about locking that behind the amiibo, and now you're playing it. You're like, you don't even need it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, no. It's still one of my favorite amiibos that I own because it looks so dang good. And I like some of the side quests. I like a lot of the side quests in in this game. Um, And it's easy to get the bottles. And uh, just overall, generally enjoyable. Uh, But yeah, I haven't done the the second half of the game yet. So we'll see where I'm at if if I get emotionally drained by the end of it. By after the third imprisoned fight. (laughs) We'll see where I'm at. I'm the one. I'm fighting imprisoned every time. (laughs) Oh, yay. Hate him when he has arms. I can't even imagine with wings. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've had time to play so far at the beginning of this year. I, I booted up Lost Judgment, but I haven't started it yet. Get on it. It's Got good. It. I wanna. It's so good. All right, Kevin, what have you been up to? Stardew Valley reached the new content on my single-player game, so I was playing a bunch of that this week. And the only other thing, uh, I finished the Spirit Fair DLC. Nice. So that game is done. I've done mostly everything else that you can do i did basically all of the side quests the main uh you know ferrying all of the spirits um there's still some like collection stuff there's like one more fish and some of the cooking stuff that i haven't done but 
I've basically done everything in that game. And the DLC was just more of the same from from the original game in a good way. And it it didn't really feel like it was just kind of tacking it on at like the end of the game. Like sometimes the game ends and then they add in this DLC and it doesn't really feel like it fits in or it it feels kind of weird to add it in and post, but mm-hmm. um, it didn't feel like that. And I feel like it would be even more different if you play the game now from the start and it's all in there at the same time as compared to me where I finished the game and then they added in this DLC later, the people hopping in later. I, I feel like if you didn't know which characters were the DLC characters beforehand, I feel like you probably wouldn't wouldn't realize which ones were and which ones weren't. Uh, which I think is really good. I liked a lot of the characters. They added in um, some new areas to go and visit. I've always liked the dialogue from Spirit Fair, and it was more of the same with both the main cast and I you know, even like the random NPCs that are just walking around. A lot of them have something really interesting or stupid or funny to say, and that's always fun to go to a new area and talk to all the people and see what they have to say. Um, yeah, it was a good time. I teared up at the end. Again, something about... Something about the characters in conjunction with uh, the music at uh, at certain points of the game makes me uh, tear up a little bit. And then the music is the easiest way to make a person cry. It's, and then it's, the end, the ending music with the credits. Uh, that'll do it. Really gets me. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Uh, I did notice that there was. I don't remember it having very much issues running originally, but there was a little bit more of like jitteriness. In the now, oh, I, I don't think that was the case when I originally played it. So maybe with more stuff in there, it, it it's not as optimized to run well. But for the most part, it ran uh, pretty well. Yeah, just more of the same, and really enjoyed it. And now that all of the content is there, uh, I highly recommend people if they have Game Pass to go play it on that, or you know if if you just want to pick it up on another platform, I highly recommend it. Now that all the content is there, it is well worth your time. I put in about 23 hours. You can do it in less if you do a uh, if you don't do a lot of the the side content. But it's it's I think the perfect length for a game like that. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. One of my favorites from last year that I played. I gotta get on that. I'm very excited. Gotta play it. it. I gotta it's really cry. good. I need a good cry. You can do so it. Sad on the inside. I just need it to come out. <laughs> then, yeah, oh, then no. you just need to show it outwardly. Exactly. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Speaking of Spirit Fair. We're talking about game goals now. So uh, last year, two years ago, we started doing this. Mm-hmm. Zach, you weren't there for that original <laughs> set. So I think I that all my goals, this, it doesn't matter. I think that this year was your first uh, set of game goals. So first, we're going to look back on our game goals from last year. We picked three games, see how we did. And then we picked three new games this year um, that are already out. We're not picking new games. These are games that uh that are already out at the time of uh, this recording Mm -hmm. and uh and games that we want to try and beat by the end of this year so like i said spirit fair was on my list of games that i wanted to beat in 2021 and i did it and now i've got the dlc done it's completely out of the way so that's nice nice yeah uh 13 sentinels i also beat that uh earlier this year great game love that a lot Uh, one of my favorite story driven games um and then my third was Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. I didn't beat that, but I did play it for a good 10 to 15 hours and realized that uh, there were some things in the game that weren't really for me, uh, that didn't really grab me, and that's okay, I think, that you know you try it out, you play it for a little while, and if it doesn't click, then then there's no shame in, in putting that down and playing something else. But what I played was 
I, I could see the merits of it, and I could see other people really getting into it. I, I think it's a very good game, uh, just not uh, for my specific style of game that I like to play, that I thought it was going to be. But mm-hmm. I still gave it a shot. So two out of three, maybe two and a half if you're counting uh, Sakuna. So. I'd say two and a half, yeah. You put a, a good chunk in there. hours of Sakuna is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. so I'll give it a, I'll give it a, a, a two and a half uh, on that. Looking towards my game goals for 2022, uh, Mafia 2, Definitive Edition. I beat the first one last year, and I've been meaning to get around to the second one and just haven't done it. I have it. I bought the collection. Is there a Definitive Edition so. of 3, or is it just Mafia 3? <laughs> the, the Definitive Edition is just all the DLC. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so they didn't it. do so, anything to like, it. To be fair, Mafia 2 Definitive Edition, I've heard, is... It's not not the best no. because okay. Mafia One they remade it from the ground up because that mm-hmm. game is really old. It's like twenty years old. So, so it's it like going from fantastic. Halo Two Anniversary to just vanilla Halo Three. Yeah, so it's going from a a PS4 game to an early 360 game that is kind of cleaned up and has some some yeah. issues. But I've heard that the story is really good and 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 the world is great, like it was in the first game. So I wanted to give that a shot. Uh, Dodgeball Academia don't have that yet, but uh, really want to play it. It was on my list of games that I missed mm-hmm. from uh, from last year, so I do want to play that. And then my last one, Tomb Raider. I bought the collection for like twenty bucks a while back. Uncharted fan, I wanted to try out the Tomb Raider games, and they've just been sitting on my PS4. So hopefully this year will be the year that I give them a shot and play the first one of the of the reboot yeah. trilogy. Zach, you yeah. liked them, right? Yeah, they're a good time, um, and they're not particularly long, so they're, they're easy to get through. Um, and yeah, they're they're pretty solid for any Uncharted fan out there. Yeah, so those are my three. We'll see how I do. Two two and a half out of three was was a good round for twenty twenty one. We'll see if I can try and match yeah. that for twenty twenty two. Now, Logan, your list is a little a little okay, rougher. Okay, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> let's, let's get into your game. Goals. It's the twenty twenty burnout, man. <laughs> it was real last year. I did. I barely barely completed things like we talked about yakuza zero i don't even know if i touched it i i I feel like i did for a little bit in billings in january before i moved but nothing nothing meaningful a little while ago that's that's a loss (laughs) uh astral chain i did not play it nor did i consider playing it pretty much at any point unfortunately so that's an 0 for 2 and this one i didn't finish it but we we talked about it earlier, put like 45 hours into Divinity, Original Sin 2. I think that's a win, even though we didn't Count finish it. it. Yeah. I'm taking Call one for three <laughs> on this one. Because <laughs> we, we played a lot of it. Uh, for this year, I've got, I've got one that's the same as Kevin, Dodgeball Academia. I actually forgot to talk about it. I started that. I started it oh, yeah. on Game Pass. And it's cool. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, the writing's good. I just don't know if i like the dodgeball yet Mm. it's i've heard it's hit or miss it seems a little simple i guess like i i feel like every fight is just going to go down the same way obviously i don't have all the powers yet i'm still in like the opening hours so it could get more complex but just from a from what i'm seeing of just the pure bare bones gameplay so far i don't know how i feel I could see it getting grading by the end, where in Golf Story, which is for some reason what I compare this game to, um, sports RPG, I guess, it, I was never tired of of playing golf or frisbee golf or anything in that game, but already I'm like, oh, I have to 
play dodgeball again right now. So yeah, we'll see. But it's on my list. I do want I do want to finish it because the characters are funny and and the writing's pretty good so far. And then uh, I have Returnal. I've talked about it many times. Still, just haven't haven't dove back in after the the save update uh, came in. So I still need to play that because the core gameplay there is super addicting. It's it's got a really good hook. Um, so I do want to go back and and play that on PS5. And then my third one is Dragon Quest V. It's still the Dragon Quest that I want to play the most. It's it's got the uh, creature catching mechanic that kind of inspired Pokemon. And it's it tops a lot of the best Dragon Quest lists. It's that one, 3, 11, and 8, I feel like, are the four you always see. And so that's that's one I really want to play. And there's a movie still on Netflix that retells the story of this one that I want to watch because the, the animation looks amazing, but I want to experience the story through the game first. So that's why I picked that one. And, and I own it on DS. So those are my three for this year. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully you can uh, do better than 2021. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully. It'd be easy. Zach, what were your goals from last year? All right. My big three goals from last year. We'll start that off with Red Dead Redemption 2. I did not touch Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> this year. I played a few hours of it, I think, at the tail end of 2019. Um and I received it as a gift from Logan. So right, you that, Logan. <laughs> yeah, it was a gift, and yeah, then you just didn't that. play it. I just didn't play it. I don't know something about it. I just wasn't feeling the beginning of it, and then I put it down, and then I got spoiled on the end, and maybe that has played into why I never go back. Um, I, I probably never. You know what? I'm never going back. I'm not touching Red Dead Two. Oh wow, my okay. god! You're just saying that now. There's, there's no done. chance. Zach will never <laughs> play it. It's, not have. it's too long. It's, Come I'm back to this Cowboys episode anymore. when he starts playing it again. I don't care about Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying it now, so I my mind's just like in a week it's gonna be like Red Dead Redemption two. All right, we'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. And then secondly, we have Days Gone, which I think I put on my list as a joke. Uh, and, then I, <laughs> and, and it's <laughs> and uh, I have successfully played and beaten Days Gone, so we'll we'll tick one off on that list. Um, Days Gone, I played back in the. Early to middle part of the year, it was free on PS Plus, um, and I thought it was perfectly fine for the most part. I don't think it was easy standout in terms of anything, but uh, it was a game that I played, and we got some laughs out of it. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we did. did. <laughs> Whether or not you played it, we got yeah. some laughs out of it, but uh, uh-huh. you, you were able to keep them going. Exactly. And hopefully that was the last time we ever talk about that game. <laughs> but you never know um and then the last game for my 2021 uh was uh mario odyssey year of mario which which symbolized at the time me completing the year of mario uh since that was the final one i did i didn't get not three games into the year of mario and (laughs) just gave up at sunshine uh, which I did not enjoy. And I assume Mario Odyssey is a lot better. Gosh, oh, please better. play Mario Odyssey. Gosh, darn it, oh my, my story God. It doesn't matter. They're not connected. Please just way. play it. Please. Get, Logan bought that game for me. I am begging so, you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to shelf that one for a while. <laughs> I like I'm how out of you. these three games, you played the worst one uh, out of far, the three. It wasn't even close. Please play Mario quality. Odyssey, Zach. Uh, but, no. 
It's yeah. in both of mine and Kevin's top ten. Ten games of all time? And it could be in yours. Ugh, but do I really want to collect moons? How stupid yeah, you does do. that sound? Moons? Yeah, Come do. on. I'd Bowser for the hundredth time? Yeah, like, it'll just it'll just guy. be it'll just be Ace Attorney where you're like you're waiting on it for forever and then you start playing and it's like, oh these are really good. Whoa. And you're like, whoa, whoa, my friends <laughs> actually like have good taste in things. Yeah, they like good games. <laughs> Whereas I'm sitting over here playing Days Gone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, my Days gosh. Gone again to really <laughs> play Odyssey. Uh, what, so what are your goals for, for this year? Is Odyssey on this uh, list? I don't see it. Oh, it is not. There is no Mario on this list, but who knows? Maybe I will play Odyssey this year if I feel like it. Um, but my list consists firstly of Spirit Fair, um, which I've been – you know, I've said quite a few times as Kevin's played through it that I definitely really want to play it, and I'm holding myself to that. I would like to get it out of the way soon, uh, especially now that the Farewell Edition is out. It's complete. Now would be the best time for me to hop in. I really want to just sit down and, you know, cry one out. So we'll see about that. And then secondly, Final Fantasy VI, which is next up on the list of Final Fantasy games I actually care about. Um, I've heard this is a lot of people's favorites. It will be the oldest one I have played, um, because the earliest one I've played is 7. Um, so this one's going back to, like, 2D. This is, like, the last 2D uh, Final Fantasy, so it's just definitely going to be a little jarring. But uh, I borrowed Hogan's SNES Classic to play it. Ooh, nice. Uh, so that's it's called Final Fantasy 3. I got confused. I was like, where is it? It's not on here. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, okay, I get it. So yeah, good old naming uh, conventions for Japanese games in like the NES, SNES yeah. era. Oh, good stuff there. Definitely excited to hop into that one. It's gonna be pretty long, but that's that's another one I'm willing to dive into. Hopefully, I like it. I'll be able to save scum on the SNES Classic, so that might make it a little yeah. easier. I love me <laughs> some save scumming. And then lastly, I have Disco Elysium. Uh, the final cut edition is out now. I played a handful of hours of this game back in 2019 with a buddy of mine, and then we just never went back to it. We moved on to other things. But I loved what we did play of it. Very, 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 very well-written, choice-based game. Um, very fleshed-out, interesting characters, dialogue choices, and mysteries. Um, had a really good time. Heard nothing but good things about this game. I think it's pretty long. I don't think we got particularly far into it in the grand scheme of things. But I would definitely love to go back on my own and just play through the whole thing. That's I not what I be... see written in your third spot. <laughs> did did someone change? No. Oh, it may, it may, have, it may memory, have been changed. But, but I think my list has been. Tampered I think that the list may. <laughs> Yeah, something may have happened. Uh -oh. A real rumor. I heard a rumor yeah. that your list is changed. Up. Zach, Zach's list has been changed. Executive been decision changed from the executive to... chair. I, I stand corrected, audience. My third game will be Mario Odyssey. Oh! <laughs> will be oh, my God. I, yes. I was just kidding. Screw Disco Elysium. <laughs> that game is garbage. We'll be playing Mario Odyssey. So look forward to me talking about Mario, <laughs> I might. Play you don't Mario have Odyssey. to play Sunshine. You can no, play the good it. ones. Uh, just... But I gotta play them all though. So no, I you don't. Play, like, no, you don't. And then I gotta play. Also, Galaxy play Bowser's Fury. Like, what are you doing? I, yeah, I tried. I, hate it. I didn't like it. I played like an hour of it. I was like, this, this, this is stupid. 
What is your problem? Man, and you and you like new Super Mario Brothers. I, I don't know. understand it. it. Doesn't make I don't understand sense. it. Give me and that it's like the Mario? most bland. Like oh I enjoyed the DS one and yeah. I enjoyed the Wait. Wii one for what it was back in the day, but like man. Yeah. Come on, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. 2D Mario's where it's at. But do you even where play it's the... at has been the same location it's been at exactly. for the past twenty years. Why would you years? change perfection? Argue yeah, with that, okay. can you? All right, you guys just don't get it. That's fine. I'm leaving the podcast. What a way right, to end man. this. This week on. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, most interesting things actually happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on Mario Odyssey this year. I guess so. I've I've been strong armed into it's on the it list. It's on my list. <laughs> I no longer have to play Disco Elysium. Yep. Nope. Much smaller game. Much uh, much easier to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Any final thoughts on this first episode of 2022? It's an exciting year. Like, I'm feeling it. Just, like, I think this is going to be... I think this is going to be a huge year for games. I just feel it. I think it's going to be, like, a 2017 again this year. I think that uh, there's been some good stuff the last few years, but I think this year is where all three consoles are going to be firing on all cylinders, and I'm super excited for it. We're into the first, like, the first full year of next-gen, current-gen is done, and mm-hmm. now, now is the time where you can really yeah. start expecting uh, big games to start hitting, and we're already going to be getting one in a month with uh, with Forbidden West. Yeah. And Legends Arceus on Switch, the end Woo! of this month. We'll see about that game. See, I say Arceus. Any, any thoughts? Arceus, Arceus? It's Arceus. I always said Arceus until this yeah, game was announced. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then they're just like, "No, you're stupid." Egg on my face. <laughs> it's, it's it's on this. all of ours. Yeah. Are you are you not uh, a true Pokemon fan? Uh, I am not. Don't know Arceus. I am not a true fan. <laughs> but now you are because you you yeah. know how to say it. <laughs> it's That's worse. You know. I love how it's always the worst option is the real way to say yeah, it. Yeah, just like Monster Hunter. Yep. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Zach, any thoughts on uh, on this upcoming uh, year? How's your How's your I, PS5 search going? I was just about to say I'm super excited to play Ragnarok on my PS4. Gonna have that thing <laughs> explode, set my apartment on fire. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But but it's you not good. I but you have up. the slim now, so yeah, I do have it, the slim. It's it's not the the, the mega the ancient one. It's not like a pro. <laughs> it's not really doing much for me, but. Mm-hmm. It, it'll probably handle some things. I don't know if I'm gonna play those games on it because. I basically just stopped attempting to to buy PS5s when they drop in stores. I signed up through Sony on a wait list where uh, yeah. they PS may or, or may whatever. yeah where they may or may not send me a small window in which I can directly buy a PS5 from them at their disclosure. Like it, they're not going to tell me when they're going to send it to me. They're not going to tell me how long I have to make the decision. I just have to have five hundred dollars stash away. Whenever they're ready for me to have a PS5. To, to allow you to give them money. Exactly. Yeah. That's fun. It's a great let's, system. Let's I mean, help, I'm at that point, okay. not not necessarily buying it directly from Sony, but the whole thing of just like, I'm I'm done going for drops. I mean, because the drops here are only Amazon. And, and I was Amazon destroyed and I don't ever want to do it again. Yeah, it's been such a mess where I'm like, I can just spend this time doing something else and then just signing up for the lotteries and... One of these days it'll hit. It one hasn't happened days. yet. <laughs> but one of these days. Yeah. 
<laughs> one of these days it'll happen. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us on this week's episode of Oda Games. We're here on Thursdays or Fridays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other podcast streaming services that you may use. OdaGames.com has the audio version. If you want to catch the video version, that's up on YouTube about the same time as the audio version at Oda Games, so you can check that out there. We're on Twitter at Oda Games. You can send an email to OdaGamesCast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.